Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. And I just want to start the show off today. Uh, this past couple of days here in the United States, I live in Ohio, and less than 24 hours ago, there was a mass shooting out in the state of California. And then there was another mass shooting this morning here in Ohio. And my heart is just breaking. There's so much. I'm sorry, this mass shooting was in uh, Texas. There was one in California last week. Then Texas now. This morning I wake up and find out there was a mass shooting in Ohio, the state I live in. And it just, I really don't have the words. You just keep seeing these mass shootings here in the United States and other things. And you know the times are getting short. I truly believe we are in the end days. How long will the end days last before the coming of Christ? I cannot tell you. It is not for me to know, for me to have that knowledge. It's only in the hands of the Lord himself. But we can see the signs of the times, and people become cold, very, very cold, and life is not important anymore. And even during this past week, uh, I've been working with our local sheriff's department on a human trafficking case. I'm an advocate against human trafficking, and it's been really uh, eye-opening how the system really isn't prepared to handle human trafficking cases and to help the victims, and it's been somewhat frustrating. And when you just look at the world scope and everything that's happening, and I keep hearing reports of uh, different pestilence with locusts. I know uh, Las Vegas has like an infestation now, locusts. Uh, I saw some another place, another country was dealing with swarms of locusts, and we had an earthquake here uh, recently in Ohio. It wasn't a huge one wasn't felt by everyone, but it's very rare for Ohio to have earthquakes. And you see the news about the polar ice caps melting, and you just think, Father, what's happening? Are we ready? Is the body of Christ prepared to continue on in these end times and to continue to preach the gospel and to see souls saved and watch the power of the Lord go out to the nations. The Father is not worried. He is not troubled. He is not caught off guard. But his people must prepare. And his people, most importantly, need to know what is true. We cannot allow ourselves to be deceived. 
We cannot allow false doctrine and false teachers to infiltrate our ranks in the body of Christ. Excuse me. What just happened is nothing new. And I'm concerned about that, that we've allowed a lot of false doctrine, false teachers to come in the midst of us and influence the children of God. And they taught some people, like these mass shooters, hate, violence, lies, and they go out and they do damage. And I see the biggest issue with the church isn't coming from outside of the church, but the inside job. People come in amongst us and they're now trying to cause division and destruction, trying to mislead people. And we must be aware of these, these type of, of false teachers and false prophets that try to come in our midst. And I was thinking back when... Um, I first went to Mexico as a missionary, and I was working with uh, this church in Nueva Colección, and I'm Piedras Negras, and it was one of, I think it was the very first time I preached at the church, and as I was preaching, I looked at the very back of the room, and there was a guy that I, I knew from the church that I had met on different mission trips. And he was sitting with three women I had never seen before. And the spirit spoke to me and said, those three women are witches. So after the service, I I got with some of the leaders of the church and uh, my friend Carlos would interpret for me. Me and him talked with the pastor and I, I said, you know, that church member that I knew, he was sitting back there with three women. And I said, I got a word in my spirit that they were witches. And Carlos and the pastor, uh, Pastor Alberto, who's going on to be with the Lord, they had this look on their face and they couldn't believe I said that because they knew that these three women were witches and they were actually influencing this other other guy to bring lies and destructive words against the church and was trying to oust the pastor so he could take over. And these women were basically controlling him. And eventually they were actually put out of the church. Praise the Lord. But they came in and they tried to destroy the church from the inside. In the book of Jude, I'm going to start reading the verse 1. There's only one one chapter. It reads, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and denied the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So even at the time of Jude, 
they were dealing with issues of men, ungodly men, who had crept in unnoticed. They came undercover. They appear to be believers. They appear to love the Lord. But honestly, they're there to bring destruction. And we're seeing this more and more as the time grows closer to the coming of our Lord. And we have to be very diligent in exhorting one another, diligent in knowing the word, diligent in knowing the will of our Father, being led of our the led of the Spirit, be able to discern between what is not of the Lord and what and what is, and who is of the Lord and who is not. I've experienced it in, in my life growing up in church and seeing people come in and you know at first you think they're a great guy or a great woman and you talk with them and you fellowship with them and after a while they start saying different things and sometimes it sounds good and hmm this person may be onto something they got a revelation that I haven't had before but then as time goes on you may notice no this isn't a revelation this is a deception and you have to be careful of these people that's why you should never be too quick to put somebody in leadership and uh, that's a, a bad habit I, I believe within the church is you get somebody who comes in and they're charismatic and everybody seems to like them and uh, they they speak with a great swelling words and everybody's like, wow, this person is just so powerfully anointed. And it could be a, a false anointing, an ungodly anointing of, of the enemy. And they could be there to deceive. And instead of testing them, through time, allowing them to grow within the body, they're quickly promoted, and they're allowed to teach and preach, and that's when they start to poison the minds of the people. And by the time it's realized that they're there for destruction, they may have already taken some people out, turned people away, and led them astray. So we have to be very careful who comes in amongst us, not to become paranoid, not to become an exclusive like country club, not allowing anyone in. But we need to be discerning. We need to be sober and vigilant about who is amongst us. There's a lot of predators that have come in, and Paul even warned the people, that after his departure, uh, savage wolves would rise up amongst the people. And they need to be careful and watchful. And I'm exhorting you, church, to be watchful in the spirit, to know the fruits of the people that are amongst you, to discern by the spirit when people are teaching and preaching 
That's why we have to know the word for ourselves as individuals and not just go to some place on a certain day and listen to a certain person and just believe whatever they're saying, not knowing if it's truth or not. We have to be like the Bereans. When Paul preached, they searched the scriptures to see what he said was true. We have to be that way with our teachers, preachers, pastors, anybody who's claiming to be a prophet. You have to test the word. You don't receive it right away. When people bring the word, you should have your your scriptures before you reading along with them as you should be doing with me, making sure what I'm saying is true. Because I'm not deceiving you. We should treat that people like this who, who come to teach, preach, preach or pro, uh, prophesy, especially with our young people. Anybody who goes into, you have a nursery, you have a youth ministry, you have a children's ministry, you just don't allow anybody back there. You have to protect those children because they're defenseless. But us as adults, we also have to protect the body as a whole to make sure we're not receiving false doctrine or destructive heresy within our ranks. The Apostle Peter also addressed this in his time also. You turn to Second Peter chapter 2 if you're following along with me. And I may or may not do a lot of reading here because this whole chapter is just um, chock full of information and insight. Okay, Second Peter chapter 2 verse 1. And Peter says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves with destruction. And many will follow the destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and the destruction and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the city of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly and delivered righteous lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked for the righteous man dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unique Either the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, 
whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts, made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, fallen away of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his iniquity, a dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest. For whom is who is reserved the blackness of darkness forever? For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure them through they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness. The ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error, while they promise them liberty, liberty they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them but it has happened to them according to the true proverb a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her swallow to a going in the mire i know that was a lot but i'm going to break it down Peter was speaking about these people who come in with false doctrine, destructive heresy, and they speak with great swelling words, and they they seem that they're this, these, these godly people. And at one time, maybe they were. Maybe at one time they, they honored the Lord, but they returned to their sinful nature, their sinful state, and now they find themselves in a position where they have influence over people. We see many uh, big name pastors in the past fall. You know, they had big ministries. They were on TV or radio. They wrote books. People went to conferences uh, uh, where they were speaking at. And then they come to find out that they're involved in so much lewdness and filthiness and uncleanness. And that's why we have to be so careful about who we allow to minister to you. You need to know who I am. I know we've never met those of you who are listening to me. You may live in another country. 
but to know me as much as you can and to know the people who are serving amongst you who are in leadership. No one should be allowed to serve in the body of Christ who is committing sin willfully. If you know somebody who's living a, a sinful lifestyle, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, uh, they're into porn- pornography and, or they're uh, a violent person in domestic violence beating their spouse or beating their children, abusing them. They're, they're drunks. They're, they, they, they can't stay sober or they, they're abusing drugs. People with these type of lifestyles should never, ever be allowed to serve in the body of Christ. They can come into the church and they can sit and they can listen and they can be taught. They can be mentored. They can be ministered to. But they themselves are not eligible to serve, to minister in the church because that corruption, that sin that they willingly now live in, they're now allowing that sin to go out into the body of Christ. So if you have somebody in your church serving, especially as a pastor in that leadership capacity, and you know that they're drunk and they're out there fornicating or cheating on their spouse, uh, they're, they're stealing money, uh, they're profane, you cannot allow this to stand. That person should not be allowed to serve. And for the pastors, if you're allowing people in your church who are sinful, who you know live a sinful lifestyle accordingly uh, that opposes the will of the Lord and his commandments, how dare you allow them to serve in the body of Christ? How dare you allow them to minister to the children of the living God? How dare you accept their sin just because you like their personality? You have no right to do that and to allow that. I don't care if they're family, friends. I don't care if you're married to them. I don't care if they saved your life and they are not living right and you know it, you should not allow them to minister to the people of the living God. That is wrong. That is not of the Lord. And you also will share in their judgment for allowing them to have their way in the midst of the people of God, to allow them to come inside the body and bring cancerous, uh, destructive heresy into the body to teach false doctrine, to teach doctrines of demons, and you stand by and you enjoy it because you like them. They have a great personality. They give a big tithe. They give out all these offerings. They do this and they do that. And they have a title. Oh, they're a professional. They're a doctor. They're a lawyer. They have money. No. If you know they are not living right, then you should not allow them to minister to anyone. And you better especially be protecting those babies in the congregation, not allowing just anyone to go back there and speak to our children. It has to stop. We have places that actually teach hate and false doctrine as doctrine. I believe that's why you have a lot of these shootings going on. These people have received so much garbage in their minds and within their hearts that they think they're doing a good job, that they're doing a good deed by going out and committing mass murder. And we're allowing this to happen within the very midst of the children of God. It's an inside job by the enemy. 
So what are we going to do, church? We see the signs. We know what the Lord has spoken to us. And when we see these things happening and pestilence and wars and rumors of war, earthquakes and diverse places, and we see the signs and we've been warned and we're told these are the beginning of sorrows for the end has not yet come. But we see the signs and we are not acting accordingly. You know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of people who confess to know the Lord who sit by and argue politics but don't preach the gospel. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care if you identify as a Republican, Democrat. I don't care if you're on the left or the right because they're all the same. And I'm not looking for a president to come and save me because I have a king who already brought salvation to me. So I don't need a man to do it. We should be influencing the government, not the government influencing us. For we are the government of the kingdom of the most high God upon the earth. Yet, we get caught up in our our political fights. We get caught up in our, our, our racist mindsets and we say this is right because of this person's color or this is wrong because of this person's color and we allow this to happen and we want to run around with our eye-level Obama t-shirts or Make America Great Again hats. And, and the only way any of this is going to change and, be, and make this world great is that we preach the gospel message. A man in the in presidency or a king or a queen or, or, or a prime minister or a dictator or a general or a colonel, none of them will change the world to make it great. Only one who is Christ Jesus, Yeshua, he has already come and brought salvation to the world. He is our focus. So stop getting caught up in all these lies, this destructive heresy, and this ridiculousness. I'm being impressed by a charismatic person. The inside job destroying the church, and it has to stop. Children of God, be aware, be mindful. Be sober and vigilant. Bring, bring the truth. Honor the Lord. Cast out those who do not belong, who come to destroy. These are the end times, and the false teachers are here, and they're in our midst, and we must discern who they are and confront them, and that they do not turn to the Lord. They cannot stay amongst us. And please stop promoting them. Stop defending them. Stop giving them platforms to speak and teach and preach. It's an inside job. And we have to be aware and discern who is in the midst of us. We've been warned, and we must heed the warning. We have a king, the king of glory, the eternal king and the eternal kingdom. Stop listening to men who are trying to distract you. 
who want to take you astray as Peter warned for spots and blemishes at our gatherings and who only come to truly preach death, eternal death of the spirit. Wake up, church. Wake up, citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Wake up. Know your scriptures. Know the spirit of the Lord. Know him and discern between good and evil. Amen. This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X, and I pray that you will all be safe in the hands of our Lord. And as always, i like to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook. Or you can email me at regenerate07 at yahoo.com. Let's rise up, church, in power and might and preach the gospel message and beware of the false teacher. I love you all. God bless.